How's everybody doing this morning? It's a rainy morning out here uh, in Maine, and uh, don't know how what it's doing where you are, but it is rainy, rainy here in Maine. Uh, and I have flannel on. You know what flannel means, don't you? Flannel is for fall. Flannel begins with F. Fall begins with F. Flannel for fall, and fall is here. Temperatures are. You know, the last few mornings have been down in the 50s and uh, uh, when we get up in the morning. So that means we're trending into fall, definitely. And I want to say that I'm so glad that uh, uh, the leaves here in New England had not changed yet prior to the strong winds of the tropical storm Lee that came through. Otherwise, there'd be no uh, leaves on the trees and uh, they'd all be on the ground by now. So we're, we're grateful, and I don't know what all the rain and uh, 
weather will mean to the leaves this year, whether um, whether it's uh, uh, it will make them more vivid. I don't know. Looking forward to seeing what spring and uh, not spring, what fall will be like, and what the colors will be like here in New England this year. We are in the book of Philippians. We're in a third chapter, and um, as the saints have gathered. And there's a reason why I would say saint, because, you know, it, it isn't we who make ourselves saints. It is Jesus who makes us saints. And we'll get into this uh, as we get into this chapter, my little bit of explanation here. And those of you who've been around before know that I would teach that we're not made saints by our works. You know, you think Mother Teresa, now there's a saint. Well, maybe. Uh, and uh, you might think of some other person. Well, there's a saint. Well, According to the scriptures, uh, we are all made saints by Christ, not by our own works. So let me get us right over into Philippians chapter 3. It says, finally, my brothers rejoice in the Lord. Uh, and, and I could stop right there this morning. Uh, it, it doesn't say rejoice in your circumstances. It doesn't say rejoice when things are going well. It doesn't say rejoice when uh, when you're fat and happy. It doesn't say rejoice when you have all the food to eat that you want to eat. It says rejoice in the Lord. And in the Lord, we always have reason to rejoice. It isn't circumstantial. Uh, it, it isn't based upon uh, what's going on in our lives. It's, it's the fact that we can rejoice in him. We can hold out in him. We Our, our hope our confidence is in his sovereignty. It's in his work. It's in his ways. So we can always rejoice in the Lord. He says, it's it's no trouble for me to write the same things to you again. It's safeguard for you. And what's the safeguard he's going to get into? Well, you know, I, I really thought about entitling today's uh, topic as uh, Beware of Legalism. Because that, that also would be a fitting title. And, and the, the problem with legalism, and what is legalism? Let's define it. Legalism, it's an ism. Legalism is when it says good Christians live according to the law. Good Christians do certain things and don't do other certain things. And in fact, most often the legalism uh, is, is a binding agent. It binds us. It, and, and I mean binds us in shackles, not binds us in a good way like binds us to Christ. What legalism does is binds us to our own effort. It binds us to our own conscience. It it binds us to uh, comparing ourselves with others. It, it binds us to a sense sometimes of self-righteousness. And so Paul, in these few verses starting out uh, here, the book of Philippians chapter 3, will talk about this very issue of self-righteousness, and he will go on to describe why he himself uh, would have the have every occasion, every reason to to say that, uh, you know, if anybody has reason for self-righteousness, I certainly have the reason for self-righteousness, and, and we will look at that here in just a moment, but before we do, Let's look at verse 2. It says, watch out for those dogs, those men who do evil, those mutilators of the flesh. Now, what we would tend to think of is, okay, watch watch out for, you know, like a, a pedophile. Well, we, we certainly should if you're a child or if you're a parent, certainly do that. But 
But what's it talking about, mutilators of the flesh? What's it talking about, those men who do evil? Well, he's not talking about the, the, the men who were out there, the people who were out there doing uh, all kinds of, of vile things. He's not talking about uh, what we see in our current day where we have uh, this whole gender transformation thing taking place and uh, mutilate, mutilating children and allowing childhood mutilation to take place. He's not talking about that. Our minds might go to that, and while, yes, I, I believe that is evil, and, and I believe it is wrong, um, uh, I, I believe it's a satanic plan. Another satanic plan is the plan that we would call self-righteousness. So he's saying, watch out for those dogs here in verse 2, the dogs he is talking about. It's not even to talk about the dog lying next to me, Bucky, here on the floor, chewing on his bone. He's talking about those dogs. He's talking about self-righteous dogs. He's talking about legalistic Judaizers, or he could even be talking about legalistic Christians because the Judaizers would say, well, you know, uh, if you really want to to be what God wants you to be, there are all these different uh, things you have to practice and you have to do. And, And if you do all these certain things, then that will make you a good Christian and in their day, the list might be different than what it would be in our day, but in our day, some of what we would see would be things like good Christians. They're, they're always in church. Good Christians, you know, they only wear certain types of clothing. Uh, good Christians, you know, they they uh, they don't watch television. Uh, good Christians, they, they, they listen to uh, all the right people on the radio. Good Christians don't. Don't use certain worship music by certain groups. Uh, good Christian, there's all kinds of legalism out there, and uh, we have to watch out for those. And so, the dogs that, that Paul is referencing here in chapter two uh, is not the dogs of the world, but what he's referencing is the dogs of legalistic righteousness. That is exactly what he's talking about. And what he talks about here, those mutilators of the flesh, it was because uh, th- those Judaizers were saying, look, if, if you're going to be a follower of the way, what you need to do, if you were Gentiles, you need to be circumcised as a male. That's what he's talking about. It, it, that those mutilators of the flesh would say things of that nature. So, Let's go on, and we'll get a little bit more into a little bit more of the passage here. Give me just a second. I'm going to step away for just a second. And I am back. It says, for it is we who are the circumcision. See, verse 3 gets right into the uh, the issue at hand here, the circumcision. We, uh, we who worship by the Spirit of God, who glory in Jesus Christ, who put no confidence in the flesh. And, and, and the Judaizers are saying, well, unless you're circumcised, you really don't have the spirituality that you need to have. Um, but he is saying... 
we are the circumcision. What does he mean by we are the circumcision? What he's what he's meaning here is uh, circumcised of heart. That the, the the heart of flesh has been peeled back, uh, and and now we have a, a a spiritual heart, a new heart. Uh, uh, the the flesh no longer holds sway over us. We are the ones who are the circumcision, who has the has the the confidence not in self but in flesh. He says, we who worship by the Spirit of God. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you worship by the Spirit of God? Um, do you just mouth words in a church service? Uh, or or are you actually one who is engaging your heart? And, and I will tell you, it takes effort to engage the heart. It really, really does. It doesn't just come easily i mean it's it's so easy to sit in a worship service and to um you know be saying oh they misspelled a word on the screen or boy that person's off key or why do we have to repeat this phrase so many times or jacob sounds really really good today Uh, or he always sounds good just for the record um all the different, or it's too cold, or it's too hot, or it's, uh, I don't like the way they're dressed, or a hundred different things that we can think about. And, and to not be thinking about those things, but rather to be be saying, Lord, help me to engage in your spirit today. Help me to engage with your spirit today. Help me to engage in in the worship of Christ today to push the other things out, to close our eyes, to engage with God. And, and friends, I, I just want to say, uh, I, I want to challenge you, especially those of you that are part of this this family here, that, that you would be a person that would set the tone of worship for those around you. Yes, you might not set the, the tone for the whole church, but uh, be the one who, who pushes into the spiritual thing. That's what I would encourage you to do, not the one who was caught up in, in the things that other people are thinking about. Make it about the Spirit of God. It is we who are the circumcision. It is we who worship by the Spirit of God, who glory in Christ Jesus. Do you find yourself glorying in Christ Jesus? Thinking about all he's done for you. I mean, I, I think of all he's done for me. I think of all the sinfulness of which he has forgiven me and continues to forgive me. I, I think of, of his glorious resurrection. I think of his uh, awesome ascension. I, I think of the reality of his return. I, I think of him seated upon the throne. I, I think of him uh, coming again in clouds of glory. So to glory in Christ Jesus and who he is and what he has done. And then it says, lastly, in verse 3, we put no confidence in the flesh. A legalistic person puts confidence in the flesh. They put confidence in the way they dress. They put confidence in the fact they use the right Bible. What is the right Bible? Uh, they put confidence in maybe their education. Uh, they put confidence maybe in the fact that their their Christian their family is a Christian family. Uh, they put confidence in 
you know, well, uh, they don't smoke and they don't chew all those different things. Uh, all those different things. But no, we put confidence in Christ. Now, Paul goes on and says, if there's anyone who has reason to have uh reason to have confidence in the flesh from even a moralistic vantage point, Paul says, it's me. He goes on and says this, uh, for though I myself have reasons for such confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he has reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, that was the day that Jewish boys were recircumcised. Of the people of Israel, the people of Israel calling themselves God's people, God calls them God's people. Of the tribe of Benjamin, uh, a Hebrew of Hebrews, and, and a Hebrew of Hebrews by your lineage, a Hebrew of Hebrews according to his practices. And he says, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, and the Pharisees were the ones that, that emphasized all the extra things. And Paul says, I, I was learning all those extra things beyond like the Ten Commandments, and I was practicing those 613 laws. It says, as for zeal, persecuting the church. I mean, he, was, he thought that the church in his day had the message wrong and that they were a cult and, and that they were an heir. And so uh, as a pharisaic Jew, um, he had letters saying go after these people because they are delusional and they are leading people down a wrong road. So in that sense, persecuting the church. Before he became a believer, he was persecuting the church. Then he says this, as for legalistic righteousness, faultless. For all those laws, I was doing everything just exactly the way it's written that I should do it. And what does that mean to me? Uh, that means that, that I'm faultless. I look at myself and compare myself with other people and realize that I am not like them. I am better than them. I have it all wrapped up correctly. I don't have the stench that they have. I don't sound sinful like they sound sinful. I don't appear uh, unrighteous as they appear unrighteous. And oftentimes legalistic people are people who are looking around at everybody else, comparing themselves with everyone else, when really there's only one to whom we should compare ourselves, and that is the perfect Jesus. So beware of legalistic righteousness. Beware. Um, again, I, I see some people getting into bondage, and I, I feel this, and I, and I think there's a certain amount of blindness that is there that some people think, well, if I read just the right translation of the Bible, then I'll be a better Christian than other people who read other translations. That's legalism, friends. That's self-righteousness. Uh, there are people who would say, well, you know, if I listen to uh, music that is recorded by certain groups, uh, that will make me sinful, so I pride myself that I don't. Well, I, I would say, do you listen to the words? What are the words? Uh, you know, e even even a donkey 
can speak God's truth. Uh, so I see some people getting bound up in uh, what I would call a worship righteousness, that, that they're, because their worship is, is the right worship, there's a sense of legalism that comes into play. In our day, I don't see so much of this, but there was a day in time, a point in time, when uh, it was all about the way you dress and you go to church. And there are still some people who get wrapped up in that. Uh, and 40 years ago, 30 years ago, probably 40 years ago, you know, the women would wear the big hats. Well, guess what? Wearing that that that. Wonderful, beautiful dress. That's a great thing. And wearing the, the, the flamboyant hat, what is that doing? That's drawing attention to self uh, and maybe deflecting attention from Christ. So was that really a righteous thing that took place in those days? And and I'm sure there are perhaps still places in the country, United States, that do things like that. And all of a sudden, the attention is drawn to self and not to Christ. Beware of legalism. Just beware. Maybe I should have actually made that the title of today's broadcast because I really do see people who get caught in legalism and aren't free in the spirit. And uh, Now, free in the spirit, some of you will hear that and go, oh, dear, he's going down the road of the Pentecostals. No, I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about free in the spirit. Why do we have to assign that to to charismatics and, and, and Pentecostals? I'm not a Pentecostal, I'm not charismatic, but but I believe in freedom of the Spirit. What, what is that? When he sets your spirit free to worship because you understand grace, because you understand forgiveness, because you understand the love of God, because you understand uh, all that Christ has done for you and you're caught up into worship. To me, that is freedom in the Spirit. Freedom to be controlled by the Spirit. Freedom to have your your thoughts and your ways, your actions altered by the Spirit. I'm not going to go further today. In fact, I'm probably going to go back and retitle this broadcast, Beware of Legalism, because there's so much more I want to press into tomorrow in the next verses. But but friends, what about you? How easy is it to, to look around at other people and go, well, I'm better than that? to compare ourselves with others. Or sometimes it's, it's a legalism that, that, that runs. It's a pride that runs the opposite direction. It's, it's, a, it's a legalism and a pride that runs the direction of, I'm not worthwhile. I'm, I'm, I'll never be as good as them. You know what? Where's the focus? Again, the focus is on self. Whether the focus is on self and self-righteousness or, or whether the focus is on self and self-condemnation, when we learn to put the focus on Christ and the the freedom that he brings to us, then then we will be truly free. So do not put the confidence in the flesh. Do not put the confidence in in, in accomplishments. Do not put the, the confidence in um, how you compare with other people. Do not put the confidence in the bank account. Do not put the confidence, you know, in, in, in and there are some people, there, there, there's church arrogance. Well, I go to such and such a church. And, and some people just reek. There, there, there's a swagger in, in some church groups that it's like they're better than everybody else. You know, I would want people to feel good about my church. Yes, I would, but not to the point where, where, where I wouldn't have fellowship with other people. 
not to the point where I wouldn't go to somebody else's college because, you know, my college is the only college and we have it all wrapped up right. I mean, there's a self-righteousness in that. Beware of self-righteousness. Beware of legalism. Put your confidence not in the flesh, not in your uh, accomplishments, but put your confidence in the accomplishments of Christ. Put your confidence in the work of Christ. Make him your confidence. Make him your hope. Make him your trust. And come back to what he said in, in verse 1. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. Keep your rejoicing in the Lord. Thinking about him. Thinking about what he has done for you. Thinking about his goodness. Thinking about his grace. Thinking about his love. Putting your confidence in Christ alone. Walter says this, accept your faults. Trust God's love for you. Satan attacks by telling us our heart is not good. Our heart really isn't good. I mean, Jeremiah 17, verse 9 and 10 says, The heart is deceitfully wicked. Who could know it? And it goes on and says, I, the Lord, test the heart. But yet, when our heart of stone is replaced with a heart of flesh, when our our heart of stone is replaced with a heart of worship and gratitude, then we begin to find ourselves in the right spot. Satan will tell you you're not worthwhile. Satan will tell you that you're not a, you know, that, that there's no good thing in you. Well, is Christ in you? Then there's something great in you, and that greatness is Christ. Rejoice in Christ. Rejoice in his goodness in your life. Rejoice in him. Beware of legalism. Put confidence in Christ. That's the thought for today. Lord, help us to not put confidence in our flesh. Help us to not put confidence in in our ways, in our righteous deeds. But Lord, help us today to put our confidence in Christ and Christ alone. And today to, no matter the circumstances, to rejoice in God alone. Hear our prayer, Lord, as we seek to live for Christ today, for his glory, for his honor. In the name of Jesus, Lord, hear our prayer. Amen. Friends, that's a wrap for today. I'll see you again tomorrow. Have a good day, everyone.